episode 96 of the dual screens cross play podcast i am not steven fontana and over there is not andy asimakis you got your boys taylor and Corey, in the house because steve is just so sick he might die and andy is out boondoggling the world Corey, hello how are you my friend not bad not bad just coming back in uh you know it's uh it's been really nice uh you know with with everyone with Andy continuing to evade the show mm-hmm. and 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 venture the world of America um or be you know working like crazy you know I've been yeah. having a lot of time on the show and I love it so it's been nice and now we get to have our first show together Taylor I know I'm very excited uh maybe more to come in the near future keep an eye on. little teaser there uh but yeah it's been nice having uh more members of the cast so that steve doesn't have to do his awkward like solo shows every once in a while and stuff like that it's nice being able to put stuff out consistently for those of you that don't know what we're putting out consistently though this is the dual screens cross play podcast the number one console agnostic video games news show that you've never heard of probably uh, dual screens crossplay posts each and every week for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including Podbean, our home. Uh, it's also on YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, uh, and DualScreens.com. Please consider leaving us a review on any of those sites that allow reviews as well, because they help me. They help us out a ton. Before we get started, you can also support us over on the Patreon at Patreon.com/NDSPodcast. Just like our Patreon producers, Colton, The Apprentice, Nestler, FNH, Paul, and Vegas Girl on Fire. Uh, We literally could not do this without all of your guys' support. Uh, It allows us to, um, you know, gain credibility with the indie devs and and all of the awesome stuff we've been able to do this year. So um, in light of the Thanksgiving holiday, we just want to say thank you to all of our amazing Patreon supporters. Now... Let us get in to the adventures in gaming, 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 gaming. Corey, what have you been playing, my friend? I have, uh, with all the great sales, you know, Black Friday is here. Mm-hmm. Um, all the great sales we have on right now. They're, my buddies and me have been on this trend of trying to play cooperative games now my one buddy loves the survival games the build your base kind of style of game and with mm-hmm. that uh just recently uh terraria and don't starve together have had a cross and cross um basically what do, you, what do you call it basically they've had a cooperative compilation of both cross events across events where they have some enemies coming from one game going to the other and vice versa and mm-hmm. so be, to celebrate that uh, don't starve together actually went down to i think canadian uh it went down to five dollars and 77 cents for two copies holy shit for two copies for two copies so you buy one 
And because it's Don't Starve Together, you get another copy for your friends. So we definitely picked up that. Um, we've been playing a lot of that. So for those who don't know, Don't Starve Together is actually a company made by a game company in Canada. Uh, K, K, I think it's Kai, K, Key, Key Software uh, out of Vancouver. Uh, right next to your your boy, the Grounded Gamer. It's right, right down the road. Right down the road, and uh, it is a top-down survival horror game where not only is it about just surviving the elements by feeding yourself, surviving off the animals and monsters that come after you, you also have a sanity meter, and with that, depending on what happens, if you get stuck in the dark for too long, you just die. Uh, or you go in criminally insane or doing things like having to murder chickens and murder animals. If you have to start doing that, the more you do that, the more stuff happens to you. And then sooner or later, you just go insane. The darkness comes after you and then you restart again. Um, with that, the nice thing is with Don't Starve Together, you get to play with up to six of your friends, whether you want to play together, whether you want oh. to have it where you get to cooperatively just have all madness and everyone's just everywhere on the map and everyone's at a trying to kill each other and all other things you can die and then become a ghost and haunt other players and make sure they go criminally insane too so if you guys want it's only on sale as of this moment for another 14 hours so if you're watching this live on our twitch which i hope you are uh that means that you get to be the ones that probably will get this sale another great sale that also came up from our black friday is Seven Days to Die, which Seven Days to Die is by an indie developer company. It was actually been early access. It's still a quote-unquote in alpha uh, since 2013. I was going to say, I feel like this game has been out forever. It has. <laughs> um, now, the once again, the reason why we picked it up is Green Man Gaming had some great sales on, and one of these games was this, where it cost $6 for one copy or $10 for two. So... Bad. When $10 Canadian, two copies of the game, give one to your buddy, you get to play. It's an open world. It's kind of a cross as if you were to play almost like DayZ, first person, DayZ of the survival zombie kind of apocalypse um, with a little bit more of the survival base building aspect of it. So it's all about just exploring, going into houses, finding things, crafting up the next thing, and then continuing that process and doing it with your friends. So um you can play up to i think eight people per server they've got mods and everything else so it's been a fun experience for sure um uh, but like i said it's nice to play stuff like that and then other than that the only other thing which uh i know you've been playing as well as halo halo made a surprise it came out it was back baby and Halo's and, back. and oh my goodness i've been playing every time i'm not playing the other two survival games when i just feel like actually winning um, I go play some Halo and, you know, I haven't played Halo since Halo three multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I may be wearing a PlayStation shirt and, you know, maybe a PlayStation guy, but you know, Halo is still, when you think of it, uh, one of those games I always go back to that brings me those, uh, great, uh, living of nostalgic memories of just a classic shooter, especially multiplayer wise. Yeah. Yeah, so I I love Halo. Um, I have played every Halo multiplayer. I I think um, it's a a fantastic series, um, and I've missed it. Right, like it's been a while since Halo Five multiplayer has been relevant. I I haven't played it in years, and so it's been nice uh, getting back to that like classic Halo feel. 
Um, I I think the game, as far as like gameplay loop and things like that, feel incredible. Um, I have some some gripes with the game around the way like the battle pass progresses and the inability to like choose your game mode uh, to match make for and um, things like that. But uh, as as a whole, as far as the game feels and plays and things like that, it's it's absolutely awesome. I've, I've loved jumping back in. Yeah, I mean, this is still, as it released, is still technically, quote unquote, in a beta, right? So yeah. that's where, you know, we've got to give a little bit of the slack there in the sense of, you know what, they released it a month early. Mm-hmm. They could have just waited till next month, I'm sure a lot of the stuff. But I think this is more where they wanted to release it early enough so everybody can see what this game's doing and then hear from the fans of what they want. And I, and that's the big yeah. thing. Like, I've heard the same thing. I, I am the same way with the Battle Pass. We won't go into what's wrong with it um but there is some things they need to fix for sure um and then with that yeah choosing a game mode like just one example when it comes Mm -hmm. they kind of coincide is where one of my daily weeklies i have to do is play an oddball match and for people that don't know the only way to get your battle pass up is you have to play uh do your weeklies that's the weeklies mm-hmm. and daily missions are only thing you can do to get experience yeah. for your battle pass and it's such you a don't small gain of, like no you, you can know, be like top Fort, of the server. Fortnite does uh yeah fortnite does it really well where literally every action that you do in the game Earns you gain experience, experience points yeah. that goes towards your battle pass that's that's not the case with halo no and that's the big thing is where i got stuck where it was do an oddball match kill mm-hmm. someone in one of the vehicles with a rocket or no kill in a wasp which is the flying vehicle with yeah. with the rocket then play a seed match big team battle and the problem was is i played seven matches in a row of quick play on small things and i did not it took me eight matches before i got my oddball game in and and, and so during those no eight matches yeah i can't you, get the other things because nothing. the other two things are on the big team battle and so mm-hmm. that's where it runs into an issue in that. But like I said, other than that, I love the way it's played. I do like the idea that there's not really, from what I don't see, there's not a whole lot that makes the battle pass like so different. My one big mm-hmm. complaint other than that is that being that everyone can customize their own character right now, there's a lot of times that I'll be on the blue team and then the other player on the other team will have blue. And once they lose their shield, they just look like a blue guy and you're like, oh, he's on yeah. my team. And then just because you think of old Halo where it's red versus mm-hmm. blue. And then you're like, oh, he's on my team. And then you don't shoot him. And then you realize, no, he's on the enemy team and he shoots you in the face. So Yeah, it's it's a little tough to to discern. I feel like with shields on, it they just turn into like a big red blob. And then with no shields, it's, it's hard to track. Yeah. Um, what have you been playing? Yeah, so a lot of Halo. One game that got overshadowed uh, because of the Halo Shadow drop. I've been playing the new Battlefield uh, a little bit. Um, now, how are you liking that? Because here's the thing: for I don't, I don't want to talk about you know the idea that this is the worst reviewed game on Steam right now for most negative reviews. I've seen my brother play it. I know there's a lot of things missing. This this does seem like it's just a continuation of the beta for me. I haven't rushed out to buy it for those reasons. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how are you finding it, and what's your experiences so far? So I, I have always really liked the way that Battlefield feels, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I enjoy the game. I, I think it's totally fine. I, I think the hyperbole around it is... Um, 
you know, all, all of the like negative um, feedback is like stuff that is totally fixable. And actually just mm. today, we're, we're not going to talk about this in the news, but uh, they put out this huge blog post detailing like their short-term roadmap, all of the changes they're wanting to implement. Like it, it's super, super in depth. So yeah. like team is listening, right? One of my biggest issues with the game uh, right at launch and in the beta was the weapon bloom. Right. I, I feel like competitive shooters like that should never have bloom because it just like comes down to bullet RNG. Right. Yeah. And that's super frustrating. Um, and so they address that. They said they're monitoring it closely. They're going to bring that bloom in much tighter so that you're hitting shots more consistently. So like even in the short window that it's been out, they're actively listening to feedback. Oh, yeah. and they've been communicating super, super well on how they're going to change it. Um, which I love. I, I think the game has a ton of potential, um, and I'm I'm definitely going to continue playing it. I haven't had a, the chance to jump in with friends yet, which is always my preferred way to play Battlefield. Um, but when I can, you know, get a full squad together and and just kind of dick around, um, I, I think it'll be totally fine. And I think it it has a lot of potential to get. Yeah, better. and and I think I think the big reason why I think Battlefield is getting the issues it is is just because we got call of duty out mm-hmm. that failed terribly and then everyone's mm-hmm. like battlefield will be the game that makes this better battlefield will like it's yeah. gonna be the saving bond and then when battlefield came out and wasn't that hey here's a game that's worth playing over this game i think the problem is is it got a lot more flack because of that call of duty kind of totally. lucky enough got kind of like hey you know we don't have to do anything now like people a lot of kind of expected forgot. it to be shit yeah exactly you know? and that's where battlefield people didn't expect that because after mm-hmm. the beta they were promising a lot of things and then people were like well yeah. wait a second what's going on but but what, yeah. what I, I know there's one other game I, I saw it on your like list of games that you've been playing yes. i've been playing this as well yeah so a couple a couple other things really quick i did start yesterday pokemon shining pearl with my son um nice that was a lot of fun he it's so funny watching him because this is like his first pokemon game ever right yeah i let him choose our starter um he's still a little too young he just turned four so he like can't read really well so pokemon's a little tough for him to play on his own but i'm playing he's helping me you know he's sitting there with the controller that's not plugged in uh but i i let him pick our starter and um I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in my spawn than when he chose a grass type starter. But I will say of all of the grass type starters, Turtwig is one of the better ones. So yeah. I'll at least give him that. He said he wanted the turtle with the stick. So I gave him the turtle with the stick. Uh, but then last thing that I've been playing and what has taken up the majority of my gaming time is new world. Um, I've got, a, a podcast for those of you that don't know about new world uh here on the dual screens network um so definitely go give that a listen faction wars a new world podcast um so i've got my main character up to level 60 getting deep into the end game stuff and then just recently i just posted uh, an editorial on the site about this i started a no death run um in new world we're up to level 31 on that one it's very crazy, stressful man. You, you but crazy it, man you it uh it feels good though like it, it's been fun like the the opening like 30 hours of new world is so satisfying right because you're just yeah. like leveling yeah. up and turning yeah. quests in and like doing all this shit 
all the time. And you feel like you're progressing so so much. Yeah. 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 So quickly. And so like getting back to that has been awesome. Like it's felt like a breath of fresh air. And even with all of the like weird bugs and and shit going on with that game right now, Mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. been really, really cool to just like get back to the beginning again and get to like experience those opening areas uh, with fresh eyes again and like be afraid to go to Brightwood and Cutlass Keys and like having to worry about the types of enemies I'm going to run into in those areas and stuff. So uh, it's been really awesome. Fantastic. Alrighty. Shall we get into our indie news update, Corey? We should. Okay. Uh, this is over from Destructoid. Uh, they detailed the Dead Cells Everyone Is Here update, and I am hyped as hell. Uh, so they have included guest characters from Hollow Knight, Blasphemous, Hyperlight Drifter. Um, what's, what's the other one? Curse of the Dead Gods and Skull. Um, and it's so cool. Like, seeing all of these skins for these other characters in the game, seeing some of their, like, iconic weapons in the game has been absolutely awesome. Um, very, very excited for this update. Dead Cells is the best game to come out in 2018, and I'll stand by that forever. Yeah, and I mean, I saw this too, and I, I mean, I still have yet to play Dead Cells. Um, I have it on my, yeah. in my, oh. they gave it to us away for free. I think in Epic, I, I have it. Um, or is it dead cells or blasphemous? I can't remember, but either way, I, I know everyone tells me to play this game. And now with this update and I saw as soon as it com- came out, it hit the discord, the special discord that everyone gets to be part of when they are part of the Patreon. Um, and everyone was just like, just on fire about this. Like, I kid you not, my phone just kept on going off and everybody and their dog was just getting in there going, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. Everyone's super excited. Like it was probably the biggest news I've seen in a long time come from people and get everyone excited. So super stoked to see this coming. Can't wait. I'll, I'll, know? I'll, I'll probably go and, and do it and give it a try. Play this fucking game, Corey. It's so good. Do you want to know what else is getting people so excited, though? What's that? The acquisition of Harmonix by Epic Game Studios. Let's let's get some applause in the chat. Everyone is hyped for the rock band creators being acquired by Epic. Corey, what's the breakdown? I mean, the breakdown of this is that that EA hasn't done anything with them forever. And uh, finally a company is that actually has money is like, Hey, we understand what you did and like the way you changed the industry. And here you go. Here's some money. Right? Like that's the big thing is right now. The big thing I like is that we get to start to see where studios are being not just abandoned anymore which is great Mm -hmm. because the problem i've seen in the last couple of years is before when a studio would get to this point where nothing's come out and something would happen they would just close it down right and obviously with harmonics being bought by epic there obviously was something happening where they were put out by ea or they them then themselves stepped out saying hey we're looking for contracts and being purchased obviously Mm -hmm. there was something there and the idea that Epic, I, I mean, yes, uh, does do, do we want Epic to be like turn this into another Fortnite? No, but hopefully with this, it allows them to have the freedom and the financial freedom to make a, 
another game like Rock Band or yeah. something They've new, actually... right? So that's the big thing, right? Like that this is where mm-hmm. they could branch out. Yeah. They've actually put out some pretty cool um VR games. And I think that's like the next evolution of harmonics right i don't yeah. know um if you guys are familiar with like fuser or they they put out in 2016 harmonics music vr yeah um Autica, like things like that i think taking that that's like the logical next step from the rock band like toy controller things into you know like a, a beat saber type genre right Which would be so cool Mm-hmm. so i i think this is an op- awesome acquisition from epic um hopefully they get into more vr stuff um because i i think that would be super cool uh seeing a, a big company support vr in a very real way um i i think is what's going to help uh keep that subsect of gaming really chugging along yeah and i mean that's gonna be great that we're gonna see possibly another rock band revival but you know what taylor um something else that came up this week is another revival that i was quite shocked and surprised to hear that this may be coming which uh, for those who don't, don't know uh there's a remake possibly is reported as chrono cross now for me why this is so surprising is one the for the longest time we've heard legend of dragoon which that's kind of the big when you look at playstation games that were big rpgs uh, usually mm-hmm. legend of dragoon is the ones that comes up but it's interesting that out of the Chrono series, uh, they choose Chrono Cross to remake over Chrono Trigger. Um, Chrono Cross was not played by a lot of people due to the fact, for one, it was a PlayStation console one, but it was mm-hmm. two discs. It was, I beat the game, I played it, it was good, but it spawns so differently from Chrono Trigger as a lot of people. It was a, it was kind of like a love-hate game. You either yeah. loved it or you hated it and i loved it when i played it um i actually beat chrono cross before i bro- beat chrono trigger so for me i never really experienced chrono trigger i understand why chrono trigger is the better game but mm-hmm. um it's an interesting that we're going to see a remake on this for sure um what are your yeah. thoughts on this this new i leak? am profusely upset um <laughs> i i mentioned this in the discord earlier when when this was shared but um i did not have chrono trigger or chrono cross growing up i didn't have final fantasy 7 but i did have the legend Legend. of dragoon yeah um so that was my first foray into like jrpgs yeah um and i i absolutely loved it i still to this day i adore that game um and so all of the uh rumors swirling for years that that's going to be the next big sony uh remake it just like it hurts my heart I want it so bad, but I, know. It, I, I, I'm totally open, especially if it's blue point doing this. Yeah. Um, like everything that blue point touches turns to gold. I'm, I'm totally down. I'll definitely play it, but just a little bummed. Well, I, it's not, I think Legend the reason of, I think why Chrono Cross maybe might've been chosen over Legend of Dragoon 2 personal opinion is that Legend of Dragoon is kind of set in stone of where it sits. Like, the story is set in stone, the way the characters are set is set in stone, so it kind of doesn't have a lot of room to change. Whereas I think Chrono Cross, um, with the way the game played out, um, kind of lets you be able to... They could change the story, they could change a lot of things, and because a lot of people haven't played it, um, mm-hmm. they could make it so that the fans of the older game will still like it, and people that are new coming to it. Because... Uh, for those who don't know, a little spoiler about the original Chrono Cross. 
the way the game plays out is basically uh, it still plays like an RPG, just like your standard thing. But in the Chrono universe, usually there's some type of time travel. And so what happens in this game is you play through the first disc as the main hero with his friends. You play along, you go through this whole process, you become big, you fight the big bad guy. You're like, wait a second, I'm still on disc one. What's going on? You fight yeah. him, something happens. All of a sudden, now you're the bad guy and you have to be, you've somehow gone back in time. You now are the bad guy. You now have to be the bad guy to work your way up to fight the heroes, which is actually the bad guys, and then beat them and then be able to change your bodies back. And so it's this weird idea that I think this could be a game where, you know, it might have the Chrono Cross name, but they can mm-hmm. completely change this and, and just keep it where I think if there was just was a chrono, a new Chrono game in the Chrono universe, that's what I would love to see for sure. So Yeah. Well, I know some people may be disappointed by this news. Uh, but do you want to know who else is disappointed, Corey? Everybody about Activision. Everybody about Activision. So it has been an ongoing theme of this show to highlight that Activision somehow has fucked up even more than they did before. More uh, yeah, yeah. Multiple iterations of more. Um, this week, we're getting a lot of leaked documents from guys like Phil Spencer um doug bowser over at nintendo um jim ryan at playstation all of the big wigs at these big console manufacturers uh have leaked these documents saying that they are evaluating their relationship with activision do you know what activision does Corey? nothing among all of the worse than nothing actually if they did nothing i think it would receive get a better reception um Amid all of the talks of their employees walking out over these horrible uh, you know, ongoing workplace conditions yeah. and sexual harassment claims and uh, accusations towards their CEO, Bobby Kotick, that he was aware of this for years, uh, their board of directors doubles down, says that they are supporting Bobby Kotick through all of this and state that they have created a new internal team to help with these issues. Hooray! Like, like I cannot facepalm any harder. No, I just don't get it. You know what? It, it's it's stuff. Like, not to go too far into this, but it's just like. It's stuff like this that when you see something like this happen, where especially something like with a company so big, um, come out and have such a big thing where it's such a negative view on the video game industry as a whole, um, you know, it, it really makes it hard to think of something positive about it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I think today, today for those who don't know, uh, we're just going to cut the news there. Um, yeah. because you know what we wanted to, it's Thanksgiving coming up now. I'm Canadian. So for me, I've already had it. Yeah. Um, I know it, everyone it's in all post you, Thanksgiving for Yeah. Him. It's post Thanksgiving, but you know what? Uh, Taylor decided that he wanted to come up with a great topic today about talking about what we're thankful about in video games in 2021. And I thought, you know what? Let's just push that Activision thing under the bridge and let's just do that let's just talk about stuff that we're thankful for 
and and you know if you guys want in the chat um just you know type what well, you're thankful too you know what we'll we'll so we'll scroll through there and we'll talk about that afterwards too but um you know uh... yeah so each of us uh each of us have three different things that we wrote down that we are grateful for from the the video game industry in 2021 um and Corey, i think you have a great one here to start yeah out. so the big thing for me was uh you know this is the we got the end of the first year of consoles um from both ps5 and xbox series x and i know at the very beginning of the year it seemed like um going into a new console was going to be kind of that thing where it was like cool so here's your ps5 here's a couple ps5 games or here's your series x here's a couple series x games uh, mm-hmm. but the majority of your time, you're just going to spend it playing PS4 games and Xbox one games. You know, we're not going to have that two generation jump, but this is the first mm-hmm. time that we saw so many games this year, like classics, like Skyrim and a lot of even the smaller titles like Metro and, you know, Avengers from uh, all get these upgrades. And, you know, it's really great to see that there's a lot of these companies that are just going, we've heard from you guys. We want to show you what the new consoles can do. So we're going to give this game a free upgrade. And here you go. Here's the new version of it, right? Like, I can't be more excited about Skyrim on PS5. Um, you know, there's so many things that came out with this. And if you had the PS4 version, you got the, the PS5 version for free. That's the biggest part about what makes me thankful for all of these. Yes, there are those games that you do have to pay for, okay? We understand that. But there's so many games that we're getting these free upgrades for, which lets us replay it again, re-earn those trophies, re-earn those... I don't know if the Xbox lets you re-earn achievements, but we're re-getting to play those games in a different way, especially on the mm-hmm. PS5. And it makes it a new experience and, and it gives us another chance to re- relive these great games that we played before. So, yeah, absolutely awesome. Uh, my very first thing that I am thankful for in video games in 2021 is Amazon Game Studios for giving me the ultimate ADHD game to play until I hit max level and then it grinds to a complete halt and makes you want to start over. Um, I have had so much fun in new world this year um i've been making more content around that game and have been more excited around about making content around that game than anything that has ever come out in the past um and i i genuinely do love the game so much like i i have so much love for that game and the potential that it has and i'm just so grateful that it came along when it did so that i didn't slip back into my destiny addiction while all my friends were playing destiny um, yeah because it, for those of you for those of you that haven't heard the story destiny almost ended my marriage so thank you amazon game studios for saving my marriage there we go and i mean it's it's great i mean for all the flack it's getting right now yeah it's been one of those games where when i first picked it up it is again i've i haven't pushed that hard into a game and i know it's got its issues but like i still feel that urge to come back all the time and mm-hmm. the great thing I like about it compared to things like I, I did the Destiny thing too. Um, but I love the way New World does it because I don't feel too penalized for not taking that time away and coming back, which I like about yeah. New World. Like I can walk away for a week. Yes, I, my house may have a taxes owing on it or whatever, but I can come back in a week, continue to play. I've got levels, rested XP that I can just automatically level up my character faster next time. 
um, not getting a huge penalties for it. So, I mean, they've really done well at those parts of it and making this an enjoyable game for the parts that are enjoyable. And I mean, I've put so many hours into this that, okay, it's a bad game, but who else has spent 170 hours in a bad game and continues playing it? Like, if a game's bad, usually you just put it on the shelf and you stop. Whereas, like I say, this game keeps me going, so... Yeah, and with that, with, with that same thing, one of the things I am also thankful for this year is uh, we got a big push for cooperative games this year. Um, so many companies came out with a lot of, like, we saw, uh, you know, Avengers got a big push again, which I know didn't come out this year, but that got a big push again. We had mm-hmm. um, the new game that Outsiders that got a big push this year as a cooperative game, but it seems like crossplay is also becoming a big thing. Um, yep. crossplay is becoming huge before it was here's your five or six games that are going to be crossplay whereas now it's here's all these giant amount of games that are become crossplay and cross-platform yeah. i'm able to now take my ps5 library ps4 library and go with my buddies that are on their computers and be like i don't have to rebuy that game again on my pc to play with them <laughs> i can just pick up my ps5 put it through my capture card and then play that way or play it on a tv and talk to them through discord and we can all play together and i think that's a great way to go we're no longer having this uh debate of well you're on xbox you're on playstation you're on pc because that mm-hmm. always caused a lot of issue and that's the reason why you bought a console or bought a game Whereas now it's like, hey, back for blood. You own it, I own it, let's play, right? And I mean, we got a big push for that. And I'm yeah. so happy that we got a lot of those experiences. And it also, um, like this year as well, um, we saw a lot of pushes in the sense of um, just content creators getting a lot together with COVID being still a thing. There's so many content creators that are banding together. So many other game companies that are banding together as well to bring us events that keep games going. So I'm happy for that as well. Yeah, I I'm so glad that crossplay is finally the um, the expectation instead of the exception. Right. Um, exactly. I, I I love that if if a game isn't crossplay now you are like setting yourself up for failure because it's so nice being able to play with my friends who are on Xbox and on PlayStation while I'm on my PC and we can all hang out and have a great time. Um, it's, I, I hope that we continue to strive for that uh, in the industry and, and it becomes even more of a standard and we don't see, you know, so even some of these outlier games that aren't doing it right at launch or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So now, what else are you thankful for? Yes, the second thing that I'm thankful for is the best game to come out in 2021. I know this was talked about last week, but I need to speak my piece. Returnal. How in the world did this thing not get nominated for the Game Awards Game of the Year? It blows my mind. Returnal is like, just if you take a video game and boil it down into like its raw essence you get returnal like it's difficult and it's it's rewarding and there's progression and the biomes are beautiful and the soundtrack is incredible and and the combat is compelling like it just it's you, it's you want me to let you know the reason video why video game yes you, you want to know why it's because this game came out at a time where not only were ps5s very limited but it also came out at a time where having an uh, $80 price tag on a game was Mm -hmm. seen as I don't think they're going to be worth it. And I think that's where Returnal did change that opinion of a lot of people. The people that paid 
that full amount were like, no, we're paying for next gen. This is next gen. Returnal really showed us that this is the reason of what next gen is. Having that seamless, you die, you're right back in the game. There's no loading screens. There's no this. It's randomly generating the world as the cutscenes playing. You know, the all the guns have two button controls. Um, I can share play with someone and play on their screen at the same time and play for them and they can show me a game. Like this game really showed a lot of next gen stuff. And mm -hmm. I think the sad thing is because it came out so early and because it had that price tag when Ratchet and Clank came out earlier and then everyone went like, oh, remember all that stuff you liked in Returnal? Like the controller stuff and the no loading screens and all that? It's in Ratchet. And people are yeah. like, okay, well now I'll buy this because it doesn't seem that hard or it doesn't seem like my game. And I do sure. believe that Returnal, I'm glad to see it did get some nominees. I do think it should have got maybe a couple more. But you know what? I, I do see this game being on some people's list for sure and being nominated by someone for Game of the Year, 100%. It's, it's just such a fucking good game. Play Returnal, buy Returnal. I still need to play Buy it. the game multiple times. Like, it's it's incredible. Yes. All right, Corey. So the big one for me, one the big here. painful for one for me is for those who don't know, maybe you've only seen my face for the last six weeks, but I've been behind the scenes for the past year um, of 2021, uh, helping out uh, dual screens with just giving Andy, you know, helping out with uh, giving ideas for new shows or even uh, who to interview and stuff like that. And just, you know, giving my little piece and helping out Andy and stuff like that. Um, but for those who don't know, I had one of the biggest achievements of my life. I still have to finalize the achievement, but, uh, I finally got down and did a world record. Um, I sat there and streamed Call of Duty Warzone for 145 and a half hours. Um, Not just one world record, Corey. You're selling six. yourself very Sorry. short. I, I think if I, it, depending on how it all works, it's anywhere from four to six records. Okay. So... I ended up, if everything goes well, once we apply for everything and get it done, I'll have achieved my life goal of, at the time it was one world record, but now at this time it's four to six world records of, of, of doing this. And, you know, the big part about that is after all me doing that, and, and even like Steve said himself, uh, I did it for dual screens. I, I streamed on dual screens and a lot of people were, looked at me and said, why? They're like, why would you, this is one of those things where you could have sat there and made your own channel and been from zero to nothing or zero to something in a day you could have done it you could have you could have sat there and you could have went from no followers no nothing you could have i was interviewed by news stations i was on tv in canada like i was on the the news network across canada like i had the chance to be that that person that just jetted my channel from zero to something in in, in a day and I chose to do it for dual screens. And it's because my goal is to be part of a team and, and build up something. Uh, I don't want, I, I think in this day and age, um, the best fun part is being part of a team and seeing the whole team succeed over just one individual. And that's why for me, I did it for dual screens. And, and I still remember it now as I'm streaming the, the world record, Steve would always come in and he'd be like, What's this Wii stuff? He's like, you're literally doing a 145 and a half hour stream. We're basically doing nothing for you. Why do you keep on saying we when it's really just you? And like I said to him is that I wanted this to be 
to be part of dual screens. And, you know, just four weeks ago, I was finally an announced as an official member of dual screens. I'm now part of the team. We're now coming out with more content. We're doing more things. But, but it's the idea that I went from uh, at the start of the year, not really doing a lot of streaming, not doing a lot of the stuff to being part of the dual screens team to achieving my goal of, of accomplishing this world record and uh, going for more goals now. Um, and you know, it's, it's super exciting and I can't wait for 2022 to be the, the biggest year I think for dual screens we're going to have. Um, and especially for myself as well. So, well, we've I absolutely loved having you with the team. It's been so nice. Um, having more hands to, uh, you know, try and try and raise this, uh, rickety ass falling apart ship. Uh, well, it's, it's, ni it's nice to see you come blood. back too. Uh, like I know that's the big thing, right? Uh, mm -hmm. at the beginning, beginning of 2021, we were having a horrible time. We're keeping everyone together and stuff like that. And it's nice to see now coming at the end of 2021, you and me now we're on the same time zone. We're going to be the best of the West and come in here and give you guys content. We're going to try our best to do stuff, but it's, you know, we're going to be able to do stuff more now and see your face yep. and see my face and see Andy's face and see Steve and do stuff that we want to do. Um, and be part of that instead of like, like you said yourself, you've started a podcast that you enjoy and you love and you get to do this game that you love and enjoy instead of trying to come on to cross play where I know, you know, we talk about game news. Sometimes that's not mm -hmm. very entertaining. Sometimes we just don't feel like it. Let's be honest here, but you know what? We're here for you guys. And the cool thing is, is when we get to do that stuff on the side, that brings us passion. We get to bring that to you guys as well. And yeah. then we get to be excited here and see you guys all the time which yeah absolutely so Corey, i have one more thing yeah. that i am thankful for it's not nearly as like uh you know heartfelt and and genuine as yours though so i feel kind of bad for putting this on here. well no i got one more at the end i got one more for, at the end <laughs> yeah, okay okay but i i am so incredibly thankful for xbox game pass so that i can play halo skyrim and minecraft and feel like i'm in high school again <laughs> that yeah. has been such a cool experience over the last couple of weeks with the the skyrim anniversary stuff coming out the the shadow drop of halo um minecraft is just always there uh it's it's been really really fun revisiting a lot of these games that i played uh when i was in school so um i i feel 10 years younger it's amazing yeah, so I want to bring out one more thing. Okay. I, I know we don't have it on the list. All right. But we're, I think this is going to be the biggest thing that, and, and you know what? It's going to be like a dead record. The most thankful thing that we are thankful for here is you guys, the listeners. Because without you guys, uh, you know, we wouldn't be able to do the content we want to be able to do. Um, like I said, during the record, it was you guys in the chat that were keeping me going, jumping into the Discord, jumping into chat, seeing how I was doing, talking to me, engaging with me, and keeping me going during that time because that was super tough. And I know that, you know, you guys having our supports when we come up with new shows and new content and supporting us in those and coming onto Patreon and coming into our Discord, you know, we couldn't do any of this without you guys. And that's what we're truly thankful for is, is you guys being here. And like even right now, you know, we've got everyone talking about what they're thankful for. They're able to come and join us and be part of this community and be thankful for being doing that. We've got thankful for, you know, a, a sequel to Metroid. Um, you know, that's something else someone said, you know, like uh, Mr. Nuff, you know, one of our other 
buddies here that we watch all the time, you know, I watched him beat Returnal. And, you know, we talk about that, being thankful, you know, being him there for him and stuff like that. And, I mean, that's the big thing when it comes down to is, you know, being part of this community, I think, is the biggest thing we can be thankful for is having a community like you guys that help and support us, do whatever we want to do and enjoy this and keep us growing and growing every day um, and, you know, making every uh, year better. I I think Miss Envy summed it up best. Uh, Over in the Discord, Miss Envy posted, this year in video games, I'm most thankful for all the new friends they have brought into my life and the lives of those around me through gaming. We've been able to laugh and hang out together without the risk of the pandemic. And I, I think that just echoes all of our sentiments. It has been exactly. so cool this year, being able to bond with people all across uh, the, the North America and all around the globe. Oh, Europe. Canada, uh, like, everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's been very, very cool. So uh, really from the bottom of all of our hearts, I know Steve and Andy would echo the same sentiment. Thank you guys so, so much. Yeah. All right, Corey, let's bring this Thanksgiving episode of the Crossplay Podcast home. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me, obviously, on our Discord, on our uh, Facebook group as well. Mainly in the Discord, though, once you become a part of that Patreon group. But if you want to find me outside of that, I am at the Grounded Gamer, no E double D on everything xbox playstation steam uh twitter heck everything just hit me up myspace i don't have a myspace okay okay you can't find me there either you know i'm married now i can't be on those types of things gotcha gotcha uh you can find me at it's purger everywhere uh and then you can follow us uh on twitter at dual underscore screens uh, join our Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. Um, and then you can also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash dual screen streams and youtube.com slash dual screens TV. Thank you so much to Zazu Pitts, Matt Murray, Andrew Douglas uh, for all of our amazing artwork, our song. Um, and thank you guys for watching. And until next time, Please be excellent to each other and stay grounded.